welcome to the NOLA Drink Show. Join us as we explore the world of drink, food, and culture in New Orleans and beyond. Here's your host, Brian Diaz. All right, everybody. Hey, welcome to the NOLA Drink Show. Brian Diaz here with you. Thanks for joining me here on the program this time. Happy to have you back if you've been a listener before, if it's your first time, thanks for joining in. Uh, if you are a regular listener or if you catch us on uh, social media, you know, we took a good long break at the beginning of the year. I talked about that uh, quite a bit in the previous show, and we've made some changes to the show moving forward. And I'll get to a couple things on that front in just a second, but really excited to bring you this show this installment of the NOLA Drink Show. Uh, we bring you our annual Tales of the Cocktail preview. Yeah, we've done this for several years running. And uh, man, Tales of the Cocktail is turning 21 years old this year. The jokes write themselves, right? So we'll just let that go. We probably touch on that during the interview. And speaking of the interview, we welcome my friend and friend of the show, Eileen Weiner. Eileen is the CEO of the Tales of the Cocktail Foundation. And we're here to let you know everything you really need to know about the event coming up here in New Orleans from the 23rd of July through the 28th. Uh, we talk about the programming, which includes things like seminars, the big brand activations, the huge parties, the tasting rooms, some of the uh, support programming that they have for industry professionals like health and wellness stuff. It's called Beyond the Bar. We talk about that. We talk about the importance of the event to the city of New Orleans and to the spirits and bartending industries as a whole. It's really a fun show. We always love bringing it to you. Always love having Eileen uh, on joining us, telling you everything about the whole big event and the whole Fandango, the whole enchilada. It's going to be a lot of fun this year. Looking forward to it. And I'll talk about this probably at the end of the show, but uh, a little further. Hope to see you there. We'll be there pretty much all week. So there you go. That's our featured interview this time around. Uh, as I mentioned, we took that break and we've made some changes to the show. We're no longer on the radio. I happily pulled the show after several years off the radio station, have discussed this before. And that allowed us to uh, make some some changes that we wanted to make. So the show, this is my housekeeping note for this show. I'll probably share a few with you more as we move on in these next handful of shows. But a couple things here. Um, the show's a little shorter than it used to be. Uh, we will generally be keeping the shows to about 45 minutes to maybe an hour, probably some exceptions in either direction, depending on who we talk to. But the nice thing about not being on the radio anymore is I'm not beholden to such a specific time structure. So the conversation and just kind of the ebb and flow of everything will dictate a little bit more about what we talk about and for how long. We'll, of course, take breaks as we do uh, for different segments. But yeah, in general, it'll be just a little bit shorter, trying to get it in under an hour. So it's a little easier to uh, catch the whole episode, hopefully in one sitting for you. I mentioned this last week and a little bit uh, to know here is we've actually got several shows, a few, I should say, in the can, as they say. And uh, we're rolling those out, but we're not rolling those out in chronological order of which we tape them. Uh, basically, some of this is just timeliness like this show because we wanted to get it out, of course, before the Tales event coming up here in about a week and a half. And um, yeah, so just kind of be aware that maybe a couple times in an interview, we might refer to something as the second show or third show when you're actually hearing it as the fifth show or something along those lines. So yeah, just a little bit of a tweakage going on there with our order of rolling things out. I'll talk about some upcoming shows that we have on tap for you uh, after we close out our featured interview with Eileen. But one I wanted to flag to your attention because it also connects to Tales and we went about it a little differently than we usually do. Uh, we're talking about the New Orleans Spirits Competition, which is part of the 
Tales event, uh, and it, it is as it sounds. It is a spirits competition. It's a professionally judged competition that has some preliminaries, and the finals will take place at Tales uh, at the beginning of the week on the Monday and the Tuesday, I believe. I forget exactly which day they announced the winners. But what we did is we interviewed the folks behind the event. Really interesting conversation. We actually just taped that show this week. But the different part or how we're going about it differently than we usually do, I'm going to reconvene with those guys uh, at the event fairly soon after the winners have been announced to just kind of summarize and get some instant reactions to how the whole thing went down. So you'll hear the feature part or the main I should say the largest part of the interview, just talking about the competition itself, how it works, how it came to be, its history, uh, and all that good stuff. And then we uh, will, as I said, summarize the winners in a short little segment after, so we let you know who came out on top with the New Orleans Spirits competition. That's right. So there you go. That's pretty much what I got for you here to start the show off. We're going to bounce over to the Southern Food and Beverage Museum, where Eileen will join us and talk about all things Tales of the Cocktail. 21 years old this year. Brief break. Come on back. All right, everybody, welcome back to the show. Brian Diaz here with you. Thanks for listening into the NOLA Drink Show, friends, part of the Nitty Grits Podcast Network. We are here, as you know, at the Southern Food and Beverage Museum, and we are chatting, as you know, with Eileen from Tales of the Cocktail. Tales of the Cocktail Foundation, Tales of the Cocktail event, all things Tales of the Cocktail. Eileen, how are you? I'm amazing. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. It's always a pleasure to see you, my friend. Thanks for <laughs> making some time. I know you got your suitcase here, so I think uh, you're, you're the, I'm the last gig before you're getting back out of town it's true i was in town for the media preview last night and you know anytime i come into town there's bars and people and things to do and i'm you know and we're taking the ro- the show on the road <laughs> yeah so you're going back to dc right we're going back to dc was in louisville right before that for the new orleans spirits competition semifinals round oh how so was that yeah amazing. Was that cool? yeah it was amazing we, we had to take it to kentucky because we've got some atc work to do here locally ah uh, very but nice we're gonna okay. bring it back next year so both <laughs> rounds will be here but we're excited we're excited to have that at tails this year the championship round yeah uh, so you know in and this was something i figured maybe we would get to a little bit yeah. but since we're on the top tell us about it because i think it's a really neat thing and what you all are doing with it this year and and how it's kind of evolved is really cool. Yeah, so this is year two. Uh, The New Orleans Spirits Competition is founded by um, a couple guys. I know you know a couple of them. Wayne Curtis, Andrew Faulkner, Matt Sharp, uh, who've got a tremendous amount of experience working with uh, a number of the Spirits Competitions and then brought that to us and said, hey, look, Tails is in a really unique place where we need to make sure craft distillers are plugged in to, to the broader ecosystem. So how do we build a competition that hopefully plugs in some Louisiana brands, uh, certainly national global brands um, to really, you know, showcase and connect to the broader ecosystem of the drinks industry. And Mm so I think this year they've got like 500 SKUs that registered. And so we've got 30 or so judges that are in Kentucky right now tasting eight hours a day. All the rough life, tough life, really rough. <laughs> um, but we're going to bring the championship round. So they'll do the first sort of round of tasting um, yesterday, today. And then um, they'll do a live tasting with a with an audience in one of our tasting rooms where you'll actually get to sit with four or five judges who actually 
knows the knows the different drinks, express to you, you know, what they're smelling, what they're tasting, so that you can taste along and learn a little bit more about how, how to taste these products. So that's really excited cool. about that. And then we'll award our winners at Tails and announce those winners. So. That's, oh, that's really cool. I love yeah. that format. Yeah. yeah. So how, how did, is, are there like categories? Does it break down in a certain way? Yes. Well, you know, the whiskey category is always the biggest category, but yeah, yeah there's, <laughs> I think there's, I think there's six different categories. Um, obviously everything from agaves to uh, liqueurs to whiskey, et cetera, et cetera, gins. Okay. So it's kind of like the, the, the big spirit. The big spirit categories. T- categories are how you break it down. Yep. That, that makes sense. Because obviously you could go down a rabbit hole with some of these. Lordy, you know? yes. yes. There, there's definitely like a category that is encompassing of all the amazing magical other oh, okay, spirits. Right, yeah. Made by monks. <laughs> Made by monks. <laughs> you know, agave from, you know, some... Asian country yeah. that's testing agave p- plants. It's not technically tequila, or is it? Maybe I don't know. That's right. a conversation. That is a conversation yeah. these days, isn't yeah. it? So. Yeah, fermented by spit category, perhaps Yum. something along those. Mm-hmm. Yes, okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's really cool. So and so that'll be kind of woven into the seminar concept or events. Sem- uh, yes, yeah, so that'll then. that'll be a, a tasting room. So effect- effectively, oh, okay. on Monday we'll have I think four of these sessions, um, and so the public is, is welcome to attend. It'll be open. I think there's 40 or so seats in each one of them, and you'll taste along with global drinks experts. That's really exciting. Amazing. Very cool. Well, Eileen, t- people are probably going, well, I want to check that out. Um, let's, let's, let's start at the, the top here. Like, what are the dates as we come back here to New Orleans? And, and I will add that, uh, and we, we can make all the jokes that we want about this, Tales is turning 21 I know, it's this so year. Great. It, they write so themselves, great. don't they? <laughs> they really do. They really <laughs> I didn't do. know I was underage drinking we for so long. We literally last year, last year we're like, 20 years. And then I looked up and I was like, hold the phone. We're going to be 21 next year. No one cards me at Tales. No I one. Finally, finally. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, so 20, we turned 21 this year. We're finally legal drinking age in the U.S. So we'll be celebrating <laughs> that milestone July 23rd through the 28th. We'll be back in New Orleans. We're at the Ritz-Carlton property again for year two, which was so amazing. Mm-hmm. And I think just added this beautiful, professional, just rich experience for guests and for you know the programming that we're able to offer. And Marriott is just an incredible partner. Uh, so we're, we're, we're really excited to be back. We've got uh, four full days, effectively, of, of programming starting on Monday through Friday, and we've got some pre-events kicking off on Sunday. We'll have Speed Rack back again. Oh, cool, yeah. Which, if y'all haven't been to, is amazing. This uh, all-female women competition that is so fast. It's, it's literally speed. It's incredible. <laughs> it's, I've seen it a couple times. It's, it's amazing. So yeah. Uh, and uh, raising, that, raising money and, and awareness for breast cancer. Exactly. Yep. yep. Lynette and I each chair that and they, I mean, they've literally taken this event all, all over the world and we're, we're excited to partner with them again to kick off tails week with that just amazing, good feeling and, and, you know, contributing charitable uh, donations to a great cause. So. Is that, is that Sunday or Monday? Sunday. That's, that's Sunday. Oh, yep. okay, cool. So that's our sort of pre kickoff event. Sunday, there'll be some light programming and then Monday, through Friday, we're we're in earnest, and this year we've got Spirited Awards on Thursday, okay. and we've got you know we've got seminars and tasting rooms and all the brand parties Monday through Friday. Okay, uh, and then Pig and Punch will close us out on Friday. On Friday, okay, cool. And we talked about this, Eileen, when you were on last year, kind of, of teeing up tales as we do every year with you. Um, that you know kind of changing the schedule a little bit yep. where moving it more midweek yeah and kind of putting the program in the middle of the week on the weekdays uh and it looks like so i mean i'm yeah. just kind of that we're sticking with that which sticking i think it worked it. great personally sticking with but it. yeah yeah that was that was one of like the good self-reflection moments post-covid <laughs> you know there were many of them but that was one of them of like hey our industry you know works on the weekends like the you know the 
the most busy days are Thursday through, you know, Sunday. And so we flexed our days to push to really, you know, Monday through Thursday Spirited Awards. And so people can be back to work on the weekend if they want. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's worked well and especially worked really well for our local New Orleans community. We've heard a lot of great things about just spreading that out throughout the week in a way that's been really beneficial. So I, I can echo that sentiment because a lot of uh, our mutual friends here in town, you know, were, were able to attend more things because you Absolutely. can at least, you know, come during the now and especially another reality of the post-COVID world. So many more places are not open during the day that used to be open during the day here. Yeah. And so actually, you know, up until three or four o'clock, some of these folks are actually free to be able to come to the seminars and hit a tasting room or two. And Absolutely. it's really changed things a lot for everybody here. Yeah, good. I'm glad to hear that. That was the intention. So yeah, glad that's it's, great. Glad it's happening that's great. that way. <laughs> I, I, think it, I think it turned out fantastically. And actually, I think this kind of dovetails nicely because you mentioned last night at the media preview event, uh, the, the importance of the economic, and we, we talk about this every year, Eileen, you know this, but the, the importance of the economic impact that Tails has on the city. And yeah. if you share that again, you shared a number from last year, which was fantastic. And then, you know, let's talk about how it affects the, the hospitality industry locally, especially during our low season. Yeah. So, you know, I'll just a benchmark back in 2019, you know, before COVID, we had a pretty incredible economic impact in the city of New Orleans of about $18 million, which, you know, means such a big difference in this town that is pretty much hospitality driven of you know furloughing people putting people off it's it's a really difficult time july is unbelievably hot and tourism (laughs) is slow (laughs) right and that's just how it works right and so we were able to really you know make sure that like hosting that because everybody always asks me why the hell do you do this in july in new orleans and that is why because we want to make sure we're supporting the local hospitality community and so um last year I mean, I'll, I'll be the first one to admit, I was even surprised. Our economic impact was $22 million. I mean, hundreds of jobs wow. secured. So, I mean, so many people came to this city. We, we had, I think, 25,000 people come through this town and touch the event in some way. And, you know, one of the things as we sort of pushed um, to the new location at the Marriott, or excuse me, the Ritz-Carlton, uh, we wanted to we wanted to drive more programming outside of the quarter, and now we're seeing like all these events popping up all over New Orleans. And I think spreading the love that way and getting people really interested and connected with the bar community here, the restaurant community here, outside of just the quarter, has been awesome. You know that that's such an important point. I, I thank you for sharing that. And I know you and I actually talked about it last year also. And I think you and I have talked about it offline quite a bit as well. Yeah, it's important. Where it's really important, and I think what a lot of people like, if you're a listener from from outside New Orleans. You know, you may associate New Orleans with the French Quarter pretty synonymously, and really so much of the culture, and and the broader culture, but of course the food and drink culture included, comes from the other neighborhoods. And, you know, so much of what we eat, so much of what we drink, the music, so on and so forth, it might you might see it in the quarter, but it's migrated from a different neighborhood into the quarter. Absolutely. And so, you know, pushing people to go see the roots of where some of these things exist, I think is a really important thing to show not only showcase New Orleans, but but spread that economic benefit like you're saying. Hundred percent. And I and I honestly we've been we've been measuring it year over year and it, it keeps expanding and growing and that's that's a long term goal. We want everybody to be able to interact with tails in a meaningful way and we want everybody to get a piece of the pie, right? We're we're here to raise dollars for our local community in addition to convening the global industry. And people come here specifically to be exposed to collaborate with New Orleans' unique brand of hospitality. Like, people come here for that reason. That's what we export. That's what we export. (laughs) That is our export. And so, you know, the more that we can take that to those neighborhoods that, you know, to your point, are the progenitors of these, these, you know, trends, these ideas, is really important to our mission. So Mm -hmm. very, very excited about that. Awesome. 
Well, there was another very impressive number that we uh, that I heard last night. Uh, Taylor threw this out there. So I didn't actually realize how many activations there typically were just in general, um, because, you know, I try and cover the waterfront as much as I possibly can when Tails is in town and I'm just one man. Mm -hmm, So it's, mm -hmm. it's impossible, but tell, I mean, it's an extraordinary number of activations that you guys, I didn't know it was that much last year and you've already exceeded. We've already exceeded it. Yeah. So we, we're on track for 300. I learned this number last night too, because 337 activations across the city, across the week. Which is wild. I mean, that's truly wild. I had no concept. I had no clue. I mean, in everything from small drinking and dining events to you know tasting activations, where these you know these brands are buying out bars, um, you know, renting venues, to these massive, massive parties that you know the big brands, the Bacardis and William Grants, you know, source the World War II Museum or uh, Generations Hall, and so there's there there is a just enormity of programming that happens ac- across the course of the week. And, you know, we have different product types and different ways that these brands can activate with us so that we make sure that there's a really cool, well-rounded program available to people. So if you have an interest in a spirit category, you have an interest in a in a bartender that you want to see popping up in different places, doing different types of things. There's there's all sorts of options. Yeah, that's it's a really fun part. And, and the variety of what the brands come up with and what you all come up with it's really fun. I mean, there, you know, if you like swimming pools, there's events for use yeah, in, in the I hot mean, part of July, right? There's something for everybody. It's true. And these brands, like they show up and show out. Like this is their opportunity to really impress, you know, the, the bartender and bar operators. And so they, you know, these are what we call advocacy efforts in our industry. Like these are the intentions of these brands are to really build relationships and they want to showcase the best and brightest, whether it's the bars that they work with the products obviously but they do so in such innovative really fun just wild ways Mm -hmm. i mean i was sitting with one of the photographers last night and was showing me pictures of a william grant party back in like 2000 aughts and there was a camel you know and it was like (laughs) the waterfront i mean it's it's really it's incredible it's incredible what these brands do and the education they offer and just the experiences they offer are just so fun and immersive and creative it's incredible it's well worth turning up for Let's talk about one more thing, Eileen, before we take a break, um, because it, it, this seems to be sort of the logistics. Here's the key information you need to know uh, segment. A uh, little bit of a different ticketing model this year. Yeah, we changed up our ticketing model. I mean, I think Tails is actually I know Tails is equivalent to a national or international festival at this point. We are in many ways, you know, um, very similar to other national festivals. And I think we wanted to give people a lot more flexibility about how they wanted to interact with Tails. So we created week passes, which we introduced last year, um, day passes um, for education. So if you're coming in, if you're a bartender and you're coming in and we found that, you know, year over year bartenders usually- Get a little closer there, Eileen. Two or three days. Uh-huh. And so we wanted to provide an option that's that's a day pass of, hey, bartender, you want to come in for this day of education, you go to as many seminars as you want to in a day. You get access to the Beyond the Bar space for free. And if on day two you want to get a day pass for the tasting rooms and just focus on the tasting experience, you can do that for, you know, under $225. Wow, yeah. And so we wanted to create some options that just allow people to move through the space in a way that they were already doing. And, and I think... I'm excited to see how it works this year. And we created a $45 tasting room pass this year. Uh, Previously, you could only buy a week pass. 
for I think it was $175. And so now, you know, I'm really interested to see if our regional, you know, market, our local market can come out and see what Tails is all about. Try out these tasting rooms, see what's going, see what these brands are doing and really position these bartenders in, you know, in a new light for consumers. Because I think everybody knows their favorite chef. Everybody knows what they like to drink. I'd like, I would like for people to know, you know, what bartenders are doing really innovative things with agave spirits. What, what bartenders are, you know, leading, you know, flavor profiles. Like, I would love to build that reputation, and I think Tails is the perfect platform to do that. Absolutely, and that's great. So you've created opportunity and options for people, kind of fit your work schedule, kind of fit your life, kind of fit your budget. Definitely, and definitely. Very cool. Yeah. Let's do this. Let's take a little break, and uh, we're going to come back, we'll get a little bit more into some of the the programming, like the seminars, and uh, for listeners who aren't familiar with Tales or haven't listened to this show or never been or anything like that. There's a lot more that goes on than maybe what you think. So uh, we're going to talk about that with Eileen. Come on back. All right, everybody. Welcome back to the show. Brian Diaz here with you. Thanks for listening into the NOLA Drink Show, and we're sitting here with Eileen from Tales of the Cocktail. You know that, and uh, Eileen, uh, it's always good to see you. And you know, we're kind of catching up here between the segments and stuff like that, like we usually do. And I know I, th- I want to thank you again for making times. I know you're about to head out of Dodge, like we talked about, but this is when we start to get into the serious, serious ramp up. I, and, and Tales is a year-round thing, which I want to talk yeah, about. Yeah. But this is like this is the home we're stretch. Like six weeks out. You're six. Weeks. <laughs> you know exactly. <laughs> I, do, I do. You know? I do. I <laughs> do. Mark well, I the do. X on the calendar. With we start. We start with sixty days out, and then it's just like, woof. Here we go. Mm-hmm. Here we go. So it, it's coming, and so all the you know the work and you're really in a lot of the heavy lifting phase. But let's talk a little bit about kind of the focus of the event itself. You know, we, we've touched on, obviously, the drinks business. And for people who aren't familiar with it, you might think we've talked about tasting rooms. Mm-hmm. And we've talked about watching a spirits judging and some categories and tickets and some things like that. But we're talking about something that affects the broader industry in, in, in much deeper levels. And I'm not trying to you know, diminish the value of just tasting a good spirit and understanding it and knowing its story. But what Tales has become as a, as a true nonprofit foundation and educational foundation it touches so much more of the industry in important ways. And can you just yeah, elaborate no, thank, on some of those? Yeah. yeah. I mean, our, our mission we're, which I, I don't think everybody knows, like we are a nonprofit organization based in the U S and we have a mission, which is to educate, support and advance the global drinks industry. And so definitely, definitely tales is at the center of that tales of the cocktail in new Orleans each year is our way to convene the global drinks industry. We see that as a really important uh, networking opportunity, just community building exercise where we work pretty tirelessly with uh, an education committee to really curate and devise what we believe is literally the best of the best of education for the industry, for the industry, by the industry. Like we literally have 30 global experts that help us craft our three tracks of education, business, culture, and beyond the bar. And so we do this in a I think it's six months that we spend like working on education. This year we had over 350 applications from around the world of people who wanted to present their ideas at Tales and want to share knowledge in, in their in outside of just their communities. And so this year I think we had, uh, we're going to have over 175 presenters, uh, 40% of those are international, 60% of those are women and or BIPOC communities, cool. which is 
awesome. I mean, our education committee has pushed us to really make sure any topic that we're presenting, whether it's technique or unique spirits or how to run a business, has people at the table with very different perspectives. What works, what doesn't work, whether it's geographic, whether it's you know where they are in their career. And so each year we push ourselves to be better and better in that regard. Because it's education, we certainly debut at Tales, but you know, on our YouTube channel, there's years and years of, of educational materials that we find other regions of the globe access and use mm -hmm. to make sure that they've got continuing education and tools year round. And so education is core to our mission. We also do year round work um, in philanthropy and development and in, in policy. And so, you know, we just went through a grant cycle, um, which we will be introducing finalists um, at TAILS this year. So these are individuals and organizations that are earnestly trying to solve problems for the industry, whether that's access to fresh ingredients, whether that is emergency funding, because so many people in the U.S. don't have access to health care or paid leave. And to, natural disasters or also, natural disasters right? yeah, or that's, anything that's big one. Yeah. exactly or you know and to any myriad of projects that mm -hmm. are really you know better connecting communities um, and so we do that work and then um, you know year-round we've got we've got programming we launched this past year a partnership with the Singapore tourism board where um, you know we had a really friendly sort of competitive conversation around their assertion I say this respectfully um, that they are, <laughs> they are the best drinks community in the world. And we're mm. like, whoa, 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 I'm in New Orleans, mm. we're the best. And mm. they're like, okay, instead of being competitive, let's just acknowledge that we're both the best and see what we can come up with together, right? So let's- So we're not gonna do a steel cage match then is what I, you're you saying. Know, I'm not ruling it out, I'm not ruling it out. I gotta say the, the bartenders in Singapore are real fun. Uh -huh. So, um, so we, you know, we, we're, gonna bring, we're gonna bring Singapore's, you know, some of the best bars to Tails this year. And we're gonna actually pop up and build individual bars at Tails and do like a sit down experience with those bartenders so that, you know, whether you're, you know, Joe Schmo living here in Louisiana and want to come and just taste what, you know, a, a cocktail from a Singapore bartender, you know, from Fura or No Sleep Club or Republic, um, Elephant Room, you'll have okay. that experience. I was just going to ask you which four, but okay, very cool. Amazing. Yeah, and yeah, we, yeah. we did a couple programs with Atlas uh, in New oh. York City, yeah. and then we brought SG Club to Atlas in Singapore this this past May. So we've been, we've been doing really cool just exchange where... I mean, the best ideas happen when we get, you know, different perspectives, different ideas in, in the room. And I think that's that's what Tails does so well. And, you know, we sh we whether we intend to or not, when we get all these minds together, we shape trends. I was la I was laughing with someone and they're like, it's just like the fashion industry, right? Where like cerulean is the color and it's like, <laughs> sure, right? So it's like, you know, we, we back in 2018 when we founded Beyond the Bar, you know, we were, I think, ahead of our time and really focusing on wellness and focusing on programming that helped a bartender literally be on the bar, whether that's with financial literacy or sustainability or how to take care of your body, which footwear to wear, how to use KT tape, how to make sure, you know, that you're taking care of yourself. And then, you know, following that or in parallel with that, the no and low movement has really popped up. And now... Last tell people what that is. Just so that Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> no and low. I know I say that all the time. Session <laughs> drinking. There's a number of different ways for it. But it's no proof or low proof um, or low ABV uh, cocktails. And so, um, you know, last year we had we had so many brands that popped up to tails. And there's so much interest in just health and wellness, period. And, you know, prolonging, you know, an evening out or or being able to have spaces or options that are delicious and wonderful um, to make sure that, you know, 
bars stay as community centers in, in, in their neighborhoods, right? And everybody is welcome. And so, um, you know, we saw when we launched that program in 2018, you know, I think we helped fuel that interest. And so we're, you know, we like to think that at Tails, a lot of those trends are launched. A lot of those ideas, when you get all these big brains together, they come up with what, what the next year, two years, trends, ideas, techniques look like. And so it's a real privilege to use our platform to talk about those things and to get people together. It, it, it's really great. And I, you said a lot of really important things, Eileen, there. I think it, the last thing that you said it does truly bring the global drink business together. Absolutely. Some of the luminaries in said business together. It's one of my favorite parts is I, you know, I've met so many great people through this and just the opportunity to, you know, and just for my small part of the world, you know, so many people that have appeared on this show have been people I've met at Tales and then awesome. ag- agreed yeah. to be a victim of the show. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and, and there's that part. And then when you get to see people who, ha- you know, see each other once a year at Tales mm-hmm. and what we were sharing with you, which I will not bore listeners with, uh, talked about it a little bit, but you know, recently went to Spain and Italy and hit some of the bars that are these, you know, top 50 bars in the world that we are kind of talking about here, Mm -hmm. this Mm -hmm. type of place. And it is very much a small world. And it was really great to connect with people uh, that I've met either at Tales or through Tales or through somebody I met at Tales, if that makes sense. And it does, it does bring people together in that way in all kinds of constructive ways. Yeah. And, and you said, I think you gave a really good flavor of the education aspect of this and the culture, I should probably say aspect of this, uh, you know, obviously we're talking about people who are going to be able to learn technique and some of this stuff, but you're talking about health and wellness. You're talking mm-hmm. about representation mm-hmm. and these things, these cultural issues that matter to people in the industry. Yep. And can you can kind of elaborate on that just a little further? Because I think, again, people maybe don't realize Tails has done this and been doing this effectively in recent years of, of addressing these issues and elevating these issues into the conversation. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, part of our, our mission is to advance the industry, right? And we are, we are a platform. We are here to convene, to address issues, to you know, support those change makers and ideas that are, are doing this work. And I think you know, our industry's got a lot, of, a lot of growing to do still. And I think what's really interesting and important about Tails is we really get to have the opportunity through, through the education, for instance, I, people literally from around the world are sharing their ideas and they, they know that what their idea is is important to the industry. And so our, our mandate and mission is to do that in the best possible way with the most integrity and the most representation across the industry and so seeing this year the amount of international participation the you know the the different perspectives that were specifically brought to the table so if we're going to talk about you know an agave spirit we need to make sure we've got representation that's authentic from makers from people who are doing this work Mm -hmm. and you know I, i think for us as we look at education period that has to be part of our mandate and our mission and we have literally convened the best and brightest in our education committee to make sure that they're asking us the hard questions and that we're having those conversations with the moderators of like hey is that a is that a differing opinion because we don't want a group think situation we want to make sure that you know we've got a bartender on the panel we've got someone from the region that the topic's driven from how do we make sure that it's you know we're, we're provoking conversation in a way that's really meaningful and you know our beyond the bar programming in space has been you know such an important part of of tales from the very beginning and that is our space to talk about all these issues you know whether it is sobriety whether it is substance use whether it is sustain sustainability in this industry 
how do we how do we share those best practices? How do we continue the conversations so that they can hopefully evolve into projects or programs or initiatives? That's our that's our incubator space. That's where we have we have a, what we call our sort of short format, um, you know. Uh, said talks, spirits education talks that are like 15, 20 minutes so that people who maybe aren't prepared for a full seminar or full idea still have an opportunity and a platform to say, hey, look, here's this idea I have or here's this problem that I see. Let's get a group of people together. Let's think let's think about it. And then we leverage our committees to take that into action. And so we want to make sure that that's always a space for tales because we really do see it as, as, a, as a platform and as a convening space where we take you know, we take those ideas and hopefully if we're doing our job right, like they're, indus- they're industry generated ideas and, and we want to make sure that we're serving the industry. So we try to develop programs year over year to, to do that work. And get them deployed properly throughout exactly. the industry. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I think it's important to note too that if you're listening and, and, and Eileen, we've probably talked about this before. I've had this conversation on the show with other people in the industry on the street, so on. Uh, you know, if you're if you're not in the industry, mm-hmm. or you're not maybe um, a super deep enthusiast who is a fan of the industry enough that you want to pay attention to what happens in the inner workings of the industry, yep. you may go, "Why do I care?" Mm-hmm. And my answer is always, "Well, you like going to these places, don't you? And if you like going to these places, then you need to care about the people who are taking care of you in those places because without them, you don't have that place to go." Here, here, and I feel like we should have learned that lesson over the last couple of years a long time ago really yeah and I you know and I think it's interesting because you know bartenders you know the people who operate our favorite bars they know so much about us personally they know our preferences they listen to us talk they you know we share stories whether with them directly or you know within the sort of space that they create for their community and I think you know what I hope we can continue to do is raise the profile of how important bartending is as a profession as a career how skilled it is especially in the craft space my god right like, and I and I think like I see that as part of our mission at Tales is like there is a place for consumers because consumers are the ones that you know bartenders work in front of you know on a daily right and so I think we want to make sure consumers are informed and I think really in the last couple of years we've seen consumers so much more specific about what they want to drink and what product they want served in whatever classic cocktail and so I want to continue to make sure that that consumer group gets educated, gets informed because they bring that curiosity to the bars and they, you know, and bartenders can step up and be creative and, 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 you know, continue to develop their skills to amplify and continue that career growth. Absolutely. And they're, they're the gateway for so many things. I mean, introducing you to a cocktail, introducing you to a type of spirit, introducing you to the town that you're actually sitting in at their bar, which is another important aspect of this. Couldn't agree more. Yeah. Uh, Well, do me a favor. We'll take a break after this in just a second. But maybe um, I think we've given a pretty good overview and flavor of of some of the education stuff, but maybe highlight, I don't know, three or four seminars for me that and some things like that 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 sit in the education programming that you just are excited about this. Maybe something different or something. Yeah. So we've got um, we've got a couple sort of buckets that I'm really personally excited about so um, unique global spirits like there's so many weird and wacky and wonderful things it's always one of my favorite things (laughs) so we've got we've got a seminar on the spirits of the trees so we've got like tree sap spirits from Sri Lanka Nigeria Quebec like which is just gonna be like weird and wonderful yeah we'll be in that and we'll be in that session we've got Koji fermented spirits we've got um, all sorts of whiskeys from around the world that are going to be part of tales. Um, we've got, you know, vermouth. There's, there's just one of the things that's really cool is just exposure to all these different types of products that are happening across the world. 
um, technique this year. Oh, so cool. We've got a couple of really interesting ones. We've got scented cocktails. So the science of pairing cocktails with uh, cocktails and perfumes. Interesting. So we'll have like a, you know, an expert in perfumery talking about like, how do you create cocktails that have like a sensory experience attached to them? That's really, because that's kind of, just so want cool. to pause there. It's really cool. It's really interesting because like, you know, coming from the background in, in the wine industry and mm-hmm. tasting and doing cocktail judging and things, you know, I'm always of the mindset that like I would tell people that, you know, don't wear any perfume or cologne. 100%. You know, what you used to tell people in the wine industry, like at a tasting room was, you know, you could say only wear so much you can smell it yourself. But the problem with that is somebody with a really good nose comes in, they can still <laughs> smell it on you five feet away 100%. and it tamps it down. So this is kind of turning that on its ear. Yeah. Yeah. And it's scaring the hell out of me to be a little bit. (laughs) It's not all going to be good ideas, but I think it's just like, you know, why not innovate with it? Why not have some fun with it? Sure, sure. Um, And then we've got, you know, draft cocktail techniques. There's so many more draft options that making sure like that, you know, we're learning the best way to do it and like what can be drafted, what, you know, what works functionally in a bar. Um, (laughs) This one I think we did years and years ago, but we're bringing back functional flair. You oh know, really? We got okay. A little flair at the bar. Okay. Have some fun with Suspenders that. and badges and yes. stuff. It's sweet. Uh, you know, I mean, there's no room for it. I and grew then, up in the '80s. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and then Jan uh, McPherson, he's um, based in Edinburgh. He's he's just this wild scientist. He's doing he's he's been doing like freezing techniques for a while, and so he's bringing he's debuting that at Tales this year oh. on what happens to spirits after you freeze them extract flavors introduce flavors like so nerdy so cool so he'll be doing that um and then of course like we've got all sorts of beyond the bar stuff there's it's interesting we had um in our submissions this year a lot of parenthood topics this year coming through so lots of interest from the industry on learning about how you balance all of it you know bartenders are still parents they go to their pta meetings they go you know and they come back to the bar how how do you do it what do you need um and then I think there's a couple personal favorites for me that I'm really excited about. We've got what's called a mob of mentors, which is going to have, I think we're up to 11 past winners of like the, the best bar mentor award for the spirited award okay, yeah, yeah. are going to take part in this, this panel where it's like rapid fire, like two or three minute presentations with literally some of the best and brightest of the industry. So I think that's going to be really, really cool. And I'm excited about that. Um, and then, you know, uh, we've got, Africa. you got a couple social issue ones for me. Social issues. Yeah, we've got yeah. Africa's now. So Colin Appia is going to be chairing this, which is really going to, you know, explore why, um, you know, South Africa, Africa as a continent hasn't been uh, debuted as much as it should be as part of this uh, drinks culture. And so what's happening there? How do we make sure that that's, you know, actually being showcased as part of our industry? Um, that's cool. We've got, we've got, I mean, we've got all sorts of things. Mobility, you know, how do we make sure that guests... Um, of all shapes, sizes, access, can participate um, both be behind the bar and as guests in our bar. Um, there are definitely some social justice topics that are going to be at Tales again this year. Um, but I think there's just a wild breadth of things. And I think, uh, again, to our earlier conversation, our, our education committee has really, really done their homework this year. And we've got a really cool offering each individual day of Tales. So whether you're coming in for a day, you will have options for business, options for culture beyond the bar um, that is going to be really, really robust each and every day. Very cool. And I think if listeners out there, again, if you're not familiar, it's truly a professional conference. And I think yeah. you're kind of getting that flavor through this. And, you know, look, if you want to come and learn how to make a drink, it's there for you. If yeah. you want to run how to how to run a better HR situation and be more inclusive in your space, if you're yeah. operating a bar, it's there for you as well. 
And I think that all is really, really important. And you can kind of sort of cherry pick what you, you want and what you choose need. Choose your own adventure. Yeah. And I would always encourage people to challenge yourself when you come to Tales of the Cocktail because there are ways there's ways to challenge your palate. There's ways to challenge your belief system and worldview. And, there, and there's just ways to challenge your overall thinking and approach to the drinks business. And I really always, it's there for you. So take advantage of it. Well said. Thank you. Yeah, That's sure. Well, let's, let's take one more break, Eileen, and then let's come back. We're going to let people know a little bit more specifically about the 411. Uh, we've talked a lot about the industry aspect of this of course if you are an enthusiast you are welcome to come as well we're going to let you know that and i think we'll talk a little bit about um what what tales does year round besides the big behemoth that is tales of the cocktail in the third week of july here in new orleans friends Uh, we're gonna take a little break here on the show come on back All right, everybody, welcome back to the show. Thanks for being here, friends. Thanks to the Southern Food and Beverage Museum, as always, uh, for allowing us to sit here and talk. And uh, check out Nitty Grits, the Nitty Grits Podcast Network, which is the podcast network of said podcast network, said museum, that thing. <laughs> and uh, yeah, this show is a part of it. I'll probably get kicked off just because I can't even command the English language, which is fine. Uh, but check it out. Southernfood.org will lead you right to where you need to go. And as you know, we are chatting here with my friend Eileen from Tales of the Cocktail. And Eileen, thanks so much again. And um, let's kind of wrap up here with stuff because we, as I mentioned, when we went into the break, we talked a lot about how, you know, a lot of the stuff that relates to industry and and probably a lot relates to serious enthusiasts as well. They could benefit from a lot of this stuff. But like, if you're just, you know, man, you're into whiskey or you're into interesting spirits or something along those lines, there's something for you there too. You don't have to be a part of the industry to You definitely don't have to be. Um, We've got, so the way I mentioned this earlier, we've got a day pass this year for people who are just curious about spirits, right? Cocktail curious people we love you come mm-hmm. on down <laughs> and so we've got you know I think on average we've got between 20 and 25 tasting rooms each day and so to your point like if you are interested in, in a whiskey or in gins or any any spirit of your choice like you can come through tales and be exposed to this industry which you should be um, because you sit across from these folks hopefully on the weekly but see what's driving them and exciting them because you should be going back to your local community and asking about those drinks and being curious about those products and so yeah there there are so many opportunities to, to just come through tales taste get exposed to new spirits new ideas see what some of these brands are doing that's really innovative and creative and most of them when you come through tales create really immersive cool experiences and so you'll meet bar teams they often have in their you know in their spaces you know bar teams from australia from around the world that are pouring those drinks that you know are showcasing different flavor profiles with with their spirits so it's just a really cool way if you like cocktails to come try new things uh and and highly recommend and hopefully with you know an access point of 45 bucks like Come on down. Yeah. Try it out. I think I think that's an important thing too. But you, you touched on this that having folks come, you you become a more educated consumer. Yes, through yes. an event like this, and I'll, I'll put it in like sort of. Uh, self-beneficial terms maybe is a way to say it that you know like i find most craft cocktail bartenders eileen when you go in and you show an interest Mm -hmm. in what's in the drink or how they make it and what some of these different brands are they're excited oh yeah they're excited to share that information with you and i find that like very often happened to me yesterday as a matter of fact just inquiring about a particular spirit i had not seen that was in a house cocktail and the bartender who's a friend fair enough but um (laughs) you know said oh here let me pour you a taste yeah yeah yeah. so you'll get that kind of interaction because people are excited to share so as a consumer you can come and be a more educated consumer have I think it 
is a better experience because you can go have a more fun and functional conversation in a bar. I could not agree more. And I think, you know, oftentimes, I don't, I don't think the consumer really understands that oftentimes, like, the bar team designs the bar menu, right? And so you're working across from a bartender that's probably created one of the cocktails on there and is inspired by or interested in, like, either a spirit or several spirits or the combination of those profiles. And so coming and asking about those things is such a delight. It's like asking a chef, like what inspires them? What ingredients motivate you and excite you? It is in my mind, it's the equivalent, right? Yep. These folks create just masterful combinations of flavors. And I think consumers coming and being interested just only makes it better. Absolutely. Let's do this. Um, maybe we can kind of wrap these two, two things together. Um, we mentioned the Tales of the Cocktail Foundation is a nonprofit organization. Um, you guys do things year round. So, yes. I mean, this is the flagship event, of course, and kind of what a lot centers on. But there are things that go on year round. And then maybe what you can speak to, Eileen, in general, is giving props to your team. Uh, because you have a great team. And, the best team. and, you know, we all struggled through COVID, right? And, yeah. you're, and, and I know that, you know, the foundation was not spared that either. So maybe kind of talk about what you do year round and the people that work behind the scenes and the people that work to make this event happen but are basically making Tails happen 365. Yeah, I mean, I think one of the biggest uh, misnomers about Tails is A, that we're a nonprofit, nobody seems to understand that, and B, <laughs> that we're not like a 50 person team. We've got like 13, 14 people that are full time that support us and it's an all women team. Yep. It is such a badass group of human beings that care deeply, deeply for this industry and pour their heart into their respective roles. And so, you know, our foundation programming is year round. Tales is obviously our biggest fundraiser, is our biggest opportunity to leverage our platform, but we do digital programming year round. We partner with tourism boards. You heard me speak about uh, our partnership with Singapore so that we can really highlight what different communities are doing well. We've done past Tales on Tour for the same purpose. Like how do we, how do we explore what different communities are doing and doing well so that we can all learn from each other and continue to advance and progress. Uh, I mentioned our grants program. We'll be, we'll be issuing up to $100,000 to individuals that really want to affect change in their communities. We do uh, digital programming, Heritage Month series, where you know, we, we showcase and highlight up-and-coming voices that are doing really interesting things, showcase their co cocktail techniques, their roles in their communities, things they're interested in. Um, our Beyond the Bar programming is year-round, too. So we, we really try to make sure that we're, we're serving our industry in, in all facets. And, you know, I'm always open, as is our team, to new ideas. Uh, we, you know, we highly encourage anybody to reach out, info at talesofthecocktail.org. We've had some great ideas that literally just come through an info box that, you know, cool. we set up conversations and connect people. And to your earlier point, I mean, Tales is one of the most unique spaces you'll find. Everyone wants to help everyone, right? Whether you are the Dave Wondriches, making time for up and coming or you just want to be connected with people in your community or interest you know outside of the bar like there there is space for all of it at tails and i think for us we want to, we want to continue growing we want to continue doing programming internationally we want to continue doing programming um we'll be launching this fall um, some work with policy to make sure that um, you know, workers have better access to health care and to paid benefits and, you know, eliminating the tipped uh, and tip credit and things, things like that that, you know, impact our industry. Um, Sub-minimum wage in several states in mm -hmm. the U.S. I think there's still like 12 or 13. Including this one, yeah. <clears throat> yep. <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> um, you know, and, and just making sure that, you know, we're addressing this as, as 365 as possible. Mm -hmm. Very cool. 
It's such a great event, friends, and it's a great organization. So check it out. And I guess let's go ahead and wrap here, Eileen. Please tell people, you, you mentioned the email address, but give let's remind people like how to buy tickets, how yeah. to find out the schedule, yep. all that good stuff. Hotel rooms or all that. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you got to get your hotel room soon. We're almost sold out. Uh-oh. Uh, I got to get on it so <laughs> yeah. I don't have to commute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can yeah, commute. That'd be terrible. Um, so visit Tales of the cocktail.org um, there uh, there on our landing page you'll find all the information for tales of the cocktail um, event dates are July 23rd through 28th um, we've got several ticket packages again based on your schedule based on your interest whether it's a day pass or a week pass or you know coming in for education or just coming in for tasting rooms um, and you know there's everything from spirited awards to our catalyst luncheon to meet the distillers which I highly recommend for folks that are in the region that just want to try things out Meet the distillers is amazing. We bring all of the craft distillers in and you literally get to sit across from a maker, like one of the master distillers and like taste unbelievable products with insights and comments. It's one and, of my favorites. Ah, oh, it's so good. <laughs> it's so good. And so there really, there really is something for everybody. And, you know, I really, I really hope that, you know, this, this event continues to, to grow and to give back to New Orleans. You know, each year we do a service project um, that oh, yeah, gives right. back to New Orleans. We'll kick off on Sunday. I mentioned we've got Speed Rack, which gives back. We partner with Pig and Punch that has a charitable contribution that gives back to New Orleans. And, you know, last year we, um, we partnered with SBP and we'll be doing so again this year to do some Hurricane Ida construction relief. Cool. Um, and so, you know, th- there's really something for everybody. And I'm really excited about this year. We're turning 21. So, you know, there's going to be a little <laughs> bit of like silliness around. I feel like we got to get a pin or something and see if we can't Ooh. fundraise. I like that. <laughs> that's, a, that's a great idea. I know. I, Gary Sr. Uh, Solomon brought that up and I was like, you know, what? that's not a bad idea. That we is should. not a bad idea. Or maybe memories or ideas or something that isn't yeah. dollars, but that would be fun. I like to tie it into the carding angle, getting yes. carded, don't need to be carded anymore. I'm legal. Serve that's me right. something. I don't yeah. know. Okay, cool. No, I mean, and our merch will have some fun with our birthday too. So. Yeah, sweet. Awesome. Cool. Well, Eileen, thank you so very much. You know, come to, I, I was going to say too, if you come to the Spirited Awards, one of the big questions is, we'll wonder to wear shorts or pants. Uh, fair. I don't know. What are we, what are we guessing this year? I'm going to go with. It was pants last year, I, I think. It was. And I, it was and shorts I, the year before, I think, right? Oh, maybe there's a pattern. Yeah, I'm wondering. Uh, you know, no, I'm, I'm disrupting. I'm yeah. disrupting. I don't, I don't follow the pattern. I don't think he lives that way. I don't think he lives that way either. <laughs> we'll just have to, we'll just have to find out. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. We'll see. We'll see. Awesome. Eileen, thank you so much. We got to get you to the airport because you got to have time for a couple of pre-flight drinks. Yes, I do. Okay. Yes, I do. Cool. Thank you so much. It's great to see you as thank always. Thank you so much for having me. Appreciate Absolutely. It. Of course. Friends, a brief musical interlude and I'll be back to close things out. All right, everybody. Hey, thanks for listening into the show this time around, friends. Hope you dug it. Hope you had a good time. Hope you're excited about Tales of the Cocktail. I am always so excited about Tales of the Cocktail. It's one of those great events that, you know, on one hand, man, I'm super fired up. One hand, I'm always a little daunted because it's, you know, as they like to say, and I agree 100%, it is a marathon. It is not a sprint but it can still take the starch out of you, right? There's so much going on, so much to see, so much to do, so many people to connect with that I usually only see once a year when they come to Tales, or maybe I see them, you know, when I'm out and about, but I don't see them nearly as often. So it's really great just to kind of connect with all kinds of folks in the industry. It's great to see all the enthusiastic enthusiasts. Yeah, there you go. Out there at the event as well. And just mingle with people in the tasting rooms and all that good stuff. Uh, For more information, we did touch on this, but just a reminder, talesofthecocktail.org 
www.thepeopleshow.org is their website, and you will find everything that you need to find there in order to participate in Tales. And uh, if you are there, as I said at the top of the show, say hi. We'll be there pretty much all week in and out of the different things that are going on. Uh, so yeah, you can see what my face looks like on Instagram. And if you see me, love to love to hear from you. Love to meet you. So there you go. Hey, some upcoming shows that we got for you. I mentioned this at the top of the show. We've got some in the can. We've got some on tap that we're going to be taping in the coming weeks. These will run a little bit in some instances out of order. Uh, I hope before Tales gets started the week after next that we will bring you our annual Turning Tables show. Uh, we taped that one a good while back, but still obviously very newsworthy and very uh, a very important show and just a great organization. So we're going to try and get that one out. That's my plan to get that out to you before Tales starts. Uh, what else do we have? We're going to be doing a show coming up on sake. Uh, we still have a great show that we taped uh, several months ago, really, but it's a really interesting show with uh, cocktail authors, uh, Philip Green and Dale DeGroff, King Cocktail, not only cocktail author in Dale's case, but a uh, World-famous bartender, speaking of world-famous bartenders, also on that show are my friends Chris Hanna and Abigail Gulo, two veteran, super-talented bartenders here on the New Orleans scene. We'll get that one out as soon as we possibly can as well. Uh, if you didn't catch the last show uh, that we just put out about uh, two weeks ago or so, I encourage you to check it out. You can, of course, go to our website, noladrinks.com. Everything is right there. We're at noladrinks on Twitter and, excuse me, on Instagram and Facebook. And yeah, so the last show was on the Absinthe Frappe cocktail with author Marielle Sanji. It's a really, really interesting book because it connects to the history of Absinthe. We talk a lot about prohibition, all kinds of stuff. And of course, we let you know about her book, which is really fantastic. It's part of the LSU Press series on classic cocktails or iconic New Orleans cocktails is what the series is really called. And we're going to be chatting with author John Demers. And John wrote a book on the Vucare. So we'll be bringing you uh, that one pretty quick. I'm going to ask him the hard-hitting question that we always ask on the NOLA Drink Show about the Vucare cocktail, up or on the rocks. I say up, fight me. Anyway, it'll be interesting to hear what John's take is on that, and we'll talk about that book too. So those are some of the things that we got going on for you in the coming weeks. Be on the lookout for that. I'm sure we'll have some tales coverage for you. Usually what happens is we end up uh, meeting a bunch of folks that end up on the show after tales is over, and I hope to bring you that stuff too. Friends, I really do appreciate you listening to the show this week. Stay tuned for our Turning Tables preview. That'll be out hopefully next week, as I said and, you know, once again, as I always like to say on this program, be sure to be kind to one another, use your turn signal, and now put your shopping cart up, and when you're supposed to, hit reply all. Until next time, friends, cheers, y'all. <laughs>